Like so many of us, 2020 literally pulled the rug out from under my feet, and when all was said and done, my life was a hot mess. And now here I am at 40-something, healing from depression and anxiety, doing my best to live my best hot mess life, all while making some magic and miracles along the way, using the same sacred feminine principles that I've been preaching for so long. And now I get to share all of that with you. My name is Maria, aka The Fem Coach, and you're listening to The Femcast Podcast. The podcast for wild, sassy, and spiritual women who are ready to tap into their sacred feminine superpowers and live their best hot mess life. This podcast is listener discretion advised for mature content and coarse language. Hey, you guys, what is up? And welcome back to the Femcast. I am so excited to have you here. Today is one of those days when I just woke up and the depression and anxiety have creeped back in and it's here and it is what it is. Um, So right or wrong, um, here is what I'm going to do today to kind of help myself cope and move through this energy. Um... I know that it'll pass, but obviously how we, how we take care of it in the moment makes, I think for me, makes the biggest difference. And this is how I've kind of learned to cope with those days when the anxiety and depression creep back in. So if you're somebody who struggles with depression and anxiety from time to time, stick around. You'll want to hear what I share. Maybe you'll get some ideas and tips on how you can move through those days when the depression and anxiety creep back in. Um, But know that, you know, this too shall come to pass, um, as I've always learned, um, you know, dealing with this since I was little, um, and never, never sticks around. And I have found that with what I'm about to share with you. And again, I am not, (laughs) I am, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I am, I am not a psychiatrist. Um, these are just my practices, for moving through and making it easier. And I found that have worked for me. So maybe there'll be something in here for you to help you move through your depression and anxiety if you're feeling that today, which if you clicked on this title, you probably are. So um, we'll jump right into it. But before we do, here's how you can get access to the Radical Shift Daily Practice, which is what I use to get me through each and every morning, especially the ones where I wake up depressed and anxious. So be right back. When it all fell apart in 2020, I literally had nothing left to fall back on. All I had left were my family, a few close friends, and the same sacred feminine principles that I had been preaching for so long. So I created a practice around those principles, and I devoted a few minutes each day to that practice. And very quickly, things began to shift. And before I knew it, everything worked out so much better than I ever thought was possible. Literally, I created the best hot mess life ever. And now I'm so excited to share that practice with you. It's called the Radical Shift Daily Practice, and it's literally the five-minute daily practice that will change your life. And it is yours absolutely free. Simply go to my website at thefemcoach.com and sign up now to receive free and instant access to the practice, plus a 30-minute training video designed to help you get the most out of your practice. Also, that you too can immediately start living your best hot mess life. It's always an interesting morning when your anxiety creeps in after a long period of, you know, it not being there. It's almost kind of like, oh, there you are. Haven't seen you in a while. Please don't come in. 
But here it is. Um, and actually, to be quite honest, it started last night. And I didn't, I didn't actually tune into it right away. What I noticed is that I was binge watching Netflix and I suddenly started picking at my nails, like incessantly picking at my nails. And I just kept thinking about snacks. (laughs) Oh, I want chips. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if I had some chocolate? Oh, this, oh, that. And I just started like, and I don't, I normally don't keep a lot of snacks around for that reason, because I know that when I get triggered or when I get anxious or depressed, I tend to want to like constantly be eating something, right? It kind of like fills the void. So, or it's a distraction. So I started to notice this behavior as I was watching TV and I noticed myself like thinking chips, chocolate and all these things and picking and picking and picking away. And I'm like, and, and suddenly it occurred to me, hold on a second. This feels funky, right? And then I started, and then as soon as I noticed the pattern and the behavior, right? And the way the, 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 the little, um, things that I was doing to kind of keep myself um, focused on anything other than my anxiety. As soon as I called out those behaviors, the the hand picking and the the wanting to constantly think about and obsess about food and snack, then it became obvious. There was this little uneasy feeling, this agitation, this um, sort of like a little, it feels like a little niggle, right? In your tummy. You can feel it and it's there. And then that's when I kind of recognize, okay, um, this has nothing to do with my fingernails. This has nothing to do with being hungry or not having eaten enough today or not having drank enough water. This is literally um, some discomfort being triggered right now. And um, it's creating like some agitation, some uneasiness and some anxiety and, and that, and the food and everything else is just to distract myself from what's really going on beneath the surface. And once I kind of called it out and recognized it, it's funny, the, the need to snack and the need to constantly pick up my fingers kind of settled itself because now it's kind of like, okay, you know, the, the veil's been lifted. The smoke screen is gone. I know what's going on. Kind of, I, I can see the wizard behind the curtain. You know what I mean? Um, and it was still uneasy. Like it didn't make the uneasiness go away. It just made the, the behavioral patterns to not see the uneasiness go away, if that makes sense. So once I was there and I was kind of present with it, um, I can't say there was one thing, you know, one of the things about, and I always say this, you know, when I talk about, um, depression and anxiety, because, you know, depression and anxiety is something that I've experienced over my lifetime many times, um, and the one thing is that you don't always need to have a trigger. Sometimes you just are right. And that that's sometimes the thing that I think keeps when, 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 when you're struggling with depression and anxiety, I think that's the one thing that not the one thing, there's many things, but that's one of the things that sometimes makes you want to avoid sharing your depression and anxiety with people because people's first initial response is, Oh my goodness. Why, why are you depressed? Why are you anxious? I don't know. <laughs> I just am. <laughs> you know, you can't always explain it. Um, I mean, there there is usually a reason behind it, but um, sometimes that reason might not be very obvious to you. Sometimes you just feel it and you kind of don't know why and you don't know how to explain it. And there's no logical reason for it, but you're just feeling it and you just kind of go with it. 
So, you know, recognizing, okay, well, what are the things that I could be anxious about? Okay, well, maybe I was watching something that was kind of triggering, or maybe, you know, there is a lot of changes that are going on right now, and a lot of things are kind of up in the air, and it's creating a lot of uncertainty and not knowing how things are going to work out. Um, Maybe that's what's triggering it, you know? Um, A lot of things happening in the world that could be triggering it, you know? There's, there's been, I've noticed a shift in the, in the, a shift in the perspective and the mindsets of the people around me because of everything that's happening in the world. Um, and even like, like throughout the day kind of feeling like, um, like all that was coming at me from all different directions. Maybe that's what was triggering me. You know, there was kind of, there was kind of a few things going on. So it was hard to pinpoint what the actual trigger was. I just know that I was feeling anxious. I know I was feeling, um, irritable and uneasy like this agitation, right? So I kind of went to bed with the intention that I would feel better tomorrow or have some clarity. Um, And I tried, you know, to go to sleep. And I I did get a pretty good sleep, but I woke up feeling pretty groggy this morning. I went to bed kind of late because of all that. Because I was, you know, binge watching Netflix until like way too late, um, trying to avoid what was going on inside, right? Um, And then so this morning I woke up pretty groggy. I've got a bit of a headache. And that agitation, uneasiness is not so much there anymore. It's actually kind of, I would say it's bordering more on depression now than actual anxiety, right? Um, because it's a more, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a more somber feeling than the uneasiness and the agitation that is anxiety. This one's just a little bit more, ugh, like it's, there's like a sinking heaviness to it, right? So, tr- so, you know, in being really aware of that, um, I kind of know how I need to just go about my day, right? And, and that is, um, you know, for me, when I have days where I'm struggling with depression and anxiety, I try not to put too much expectation on myself. The one thing about anxiety is that, and depression really, is that it tends to snowball, Right. So you have one thing that triggers you. Suddenly everything starts triggering you. Your to-do list starts triggering. Everything you didn't do on your to-do list is triggering you. Everything that you have to do on your to-do list is triggering you. Everything everyone else is saying is triggering you. Like it just starts to like, you know, um, snowball. Depression, same thing. You feel bad about this. Then you feel bad about that. Then you feel insecure about this. Then you feel sad about that. Then you're grieving something about 10 years ago. It just starts to snowball. So before the snowball effect starts to happen... A really good idea and practice to get into is, you know, like I did, is just recognize that you're feeling the way that you're feeling. Let it be okay. You know, don't judge yourself or hold shame over it. Maybe tell the people closest to you that maybe you sound a little bit off today and this is why. And they don't need to do anything about it. They don't need to fix it, right? This is just something that you're moving through um, just to be aware of it, right? And take it easy, you know, be really gentle with yourself. Get, I mean, you know, I have to work today. So the luxury of napping throughout the day, listening to music, having a good cry mid-afternoon, and then going to sleep for a couple of hours is just not there right now. I could call in sick, but I really don't feel like that's the approach I want to take today. I feel like just for today, what I want to do is be really gentle with myself and, um, be really kind and 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 just really just go with the flow. So that means 
Um, I'm going to try not to have too much control over my day today or worry about how things go or what I get done or don't get done. I'm just going to meet the needs of the day as best I can and put no pressure beyond that on myself. Uh, so meeting the needs of the day, going with the flow of what's happening and not putting any pressure to try and control or redirect or change or influence anything. Just go with what's there and what's in front of you and make, let that be enough. Avoid, you know, harsh situations, harsh mindsets, perspectives as best you can. You know, it's okay to kind of isolate yourself when you're having like days like this. I mean, don't isolate yourself for long periods, but there is something to be said for keeping to yourself when you know that your mindset, you know, may not, may be a little vulnerable um, and easily influenced by other people's mindsets, right? It's great when they're uplifting mindsets, but when you know people are dealing with their own mindset stuff, sometimes that can creep in and influence. So, you know, with a grain of salt and with some mindfulness, try and um, shelter your mindset and, and, and your emotions as best you can, right? With reason and still holding compassion for everyone else that, you know, in your life and and what they're going through, but it's very important to take care of yourself and your needs and make sure that you're not, um, and this is such, such a trait of a codependent empath, um, taking on other people's emotions and beliefs and making them influence your own, you know, um, that is a very, um, easy situation to kind of fall into. And then the other thing I would say is, you know, once you've kind of taken your day, you know, with some ease and flow and you've kind of, you know, protected yourself from, you know, maybe some of the harsher energies or mindsets that are kind of floating and circulating around around you, it's also about cultivating a soothing, you know, it doesn't have, I, I would never say create an uplifting space. That's just not how I do things. That's, that's not what I'm about. I think that if you're having, you know, an emotional experience, whether, you know, whatever emotion that might be, I, I always think it serves a powerful purpose. So rather than trying to like high vibe your way out of it and try and like shift and redirect, what I would say is create a gentle environment where you feel safe to be in your feelings and not feel either threatened or ashamed or guilty or feeling like you need to lash out on somebody, you know, um, listen to more soothing music. Maybe, you know, don't turn on the news today. You know, if that's something that triggers you, um, I often don't listen to the news to be quite honest. Um, I'll listen to it once a week when I go to my parents' house, I'll get my update and I'm good. You know, I don't need, I, I just, I used to watch a lot of news. I, I don't anymore. It's just, it's too, it's important to know what's going on in the world, but not to become wrapped up in what's going on in the world, if that makes sense. Um, so I'll be very mindful about music I listen to or um, the foods that I eat, right? Making sure that they're healthy, but also comforting. Um, the things I watch on TV, Um the time I wake up, the time I go to bed, I let myself sleep in today. So my practice is a little bit rushed today. My morning rituals are rushed and that's okay. And I'm allowing that for myself today. Um, maybe I'll allow myself to get to bed early tonight. Like just be kinder to yourself. And I know that these sound like simple, almost um, 
no-brainer responses. But the reality is, is that when you get caught up in that depression and anxiety, it's these little things that can support you that we often miss because we just get so into our head. Um, and, you know, we get stuck there. And whatever the behaviors are, for me, I'll get like last night and I got stuck in front of the TV for hours on end, binge watching way past my bedtime, picking at my fingers and wishing I had potato chips, a cabinet full of potato chips in the kitchen. Um, and and that's that's essentially what happens until we kind of tune in and are more aware. And then we can kind of coordinate, you know, not coordinate, but um, better surround ourselves with things that will soothe us and will create a safe space. And then, you know, when we feel called to, last and final step is to just journal what's coming up for you and just be you know, make the subconscious conscious, right? Make the thing that's triggering you, the things that you're feeling, maybe the things you don't want to look at, um, bring awareness to those things, right? And bring love and acceptance and realization to those things so that um, you're better able to kind of move through them. Journaling, you know, that's why I start my day that that the, the, the Radical Shift Daily Practice is all mostly a journaling practice, right? With some intention work and, and intuitive work. But at at the at the heart of it it's it's a journaling practice and the really powerful thing about that is just having a healthy safe outlet to express yourself which i really believe is at the root cause of why so many of us struggle emotionally because we've never figured out a healthy way to cope with our emotions and what we're going through right we're either holding it all in and pretending it's not there or denying our feelings pretending that everything is okay, or we're lashing out on everybody around us, right? It's neither one is healthy. Both all both are toxic. Both are um, very hurtful to ourselves and to others. You know, even when we hold emotions in, believe it or not, when we're hiding our emotions and living in denial, it is actually hurtful to the people around us because energetically, we are not bringing our best self to those relationships. So just something to think about. Feel the feelings. Make friends with them, give yourself time, give yourself space, give yourself ease, give yourself grace, go with the flow, be gentle, um, and know that, you know, if you're somebody who, who often experienced depression and anxiety, the one comfort I can always tell you, even when on those days when it gets really heavy, you know, um, you know from experience, this is cyclical you know, you'll move through it. Better, like a better day will come, you know? Um, and I find personally, the sooner that I surrender to it, the faster I move through it. If you're really struggling, you've got a lot of depression, you've got a lot of heavy emotions going on, please reach out for some to someone for support. There are so many places that you can get support now, um, whether it's through a friend, a counselor through work, there's online support tools now that you can reach out to and book an appointment with a counselor. Um, at a very reasonable cost, and you can do it pretty quickly and over the phone. Um, and there's just so many tools to support you now out there. You know, I really do believe that normalizing the conversation with, you know, about mental health is the first step to healing as a collective. And I do think that, you know, when we start making, you know, seeking the support for our mental health from a professional, as simple as going to the doctor for, I don't know, an annual checkup, um, I think we'll be in a better place because I think we need to learn how to move through 
um, our emotions in a healthy way. And we need to recognize that all emotions are on some level healthy, even though they may be uncomfortable. We just need to learn how to cope with them and what it is that they're trying to tell us and show us. Um, and that's probably been one of the most powerful things in my healing journey is stop denying my emotions or fighting them or pushing myself to not feel them or create a different one or just to always be happy and high vibey. It's like, no, not about that life. Um, if there's anything that I've learned, it's, you know, sometimes the funkier emotions, the, the more challenging ones to move through are the ones that create the most impact change and transformation in our lives. We just have to choose to welcome them and see them as such before we can reap the benefits. The problem is, is that we're obvious, often too caught up in trying to fight them. And when we do that, they never go away. We never move through them and we rarely see the benefits in, in what we're experiencing. So that's my two cents on that. Um, but I'm hoping you're having a better day. But judging from the title of this podcast, if you're listening to it, you're probably not. So I wish you, um, I wish you better days ahead. I send you all massive love and hugs. Um, and hopefully, you know, you'll find the courage if you need to, to reach out and get some support if you need it. Don't, there's no shame in asking for help. Um, mental health is no different than physical health and we need to start seeing it as, um, one in the same, right. And taking care of yourself and your body, mind, and soul. It's all the same thing. So no judgment, no shame. You do what you need to do to take care of you. Okay. That's all for now until next time. Massive love. You've been listening to the FemCast podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow and share. And don't forget to check out my website at thefemcoach.com for more resources and tools to help you harness your sacred feminine superpowers to live your best hot mess life. Until next time, massive love. Thank you.